Have I told you my Mitch Hedberg shirt story? Yes, you have. I don't know if you've said it on the mic, but you've definitely told me. You want to tell it? Go for it. Tell yeah, it. sure. I have no good intro to the show, so go for it. Well, we never do, so why change that now? But the uh, There you go. I still remember the day that Mitch Hedberg died. I was on my way to... Uh, like my third class of the day in high school. Just for the record, for everyone listening out there, he can remember the day Mitch Hedberg died. Birth of his child, Not so much. Yeah, it's a little foggy. For a reference, I have difficulty remembering what I had for breakfast most days. Well, for you, breakfast just fades right into lunch, so it's hard to tell the difference between the two. (laughs) It actually did today. I had McDonald's for breakfast Mm. at one (laughs) thirty. But it was uh, Mitch Hedberg had just died. It was very sad. And I remember when I graduated later that year, we had to part of our graduation thing to like fund graduation was like we had to sell these like parts of the program to like local businesses. And I just bought mine and I put a Mitch Hedberg joke in there and put rest like RIP. And then at Christmas, my mom was buying me some Mitch Hedberg stuff because she knew I loved him so much. I got to see him a month before he died. And we came out of the theater. I'm going backtracking a little bit. I'm all over the place. But we came out of the theater afterwards. It was uh, he opened for Stephen Lynch. It was a great set. And uh, we came out of the theater after the show was over and Mitch Hedberg was signing stuff. And my mom was like, hey, do you want to get him to like sign a CD or something? And I was like, no, that's all right. Let's get out of here. I'll get it next time. And he died like a month later. So later that year at Christmas, my mom was getting me a bunch of stuff and she like bought a few things. And then she wrote there was like a customer service thing. And it was my my mom was like, hey, maybe I'll just write and be like, talk about how much my son loved this guy. And maybe it won't go anywhere. Maybe it'll just go to some guy. So she clicks on the customer support thing and it's just like, hey, I just want to let you know, my son and I were huge fans of Mitch Hedberg and. You know, it hit us really hard when uh, when he, it, the news broke that he died. And, you know, my son loves him so much and I'm getting him a bunch of stuff for Christmas. And we just wanted to let you know that, like, he always makes us really happy. Like, we still put on his CDs and uh, he's been like an important part of our life for like five or six years, you know, and didn't think anything of it. And then like a week later, she got a response from Mitch Hedberg's mother That was like, I'm so pleased to hear that Mitch would have been so happy to know about that. He loved his fans and loved making people laugh. And so, like, they ended up including a bunch of different stuff, including this shirt that I still have. And it's the shirt that Mitch Hedberg's mom gave me of Mitch walking up the broken escalator to heaven. That's pretty good. I've never seen you wear this shirt, however. It's too big. It's got a lot of holes in it. I mean, it's like 15 years old at this point, you know. It's... I used it as a big? sleep shirt for a really long time because yeah, I lost because I got it in high school when I weighed two hundred and fifty pounds. Good lord, man! Did you not know that? I don't think I did. I don't. I don't uh. think I've ever seen a picture of you from high school. I share them on Facebook every now and then. Well, that's why. No, in the entire time I've known you, I'm trying to think if I've seen pictures of you. I don't know if I've seen pictures of you from even when I started college. at the actor studio. When you met me. I was about that weight. I was pretty close. Really? But I lost the weight really, really quick because of, uh, because of like, not eating because I was in graduate school. Because we were there the whole time. Yeah, we were there for 24 hours a day. And also the fucking boot camp class they had us right, in. Right, right, right. Yeah, where you just sweated all the time. Yeah. And then I just, like, tried my hardest to keep it off because then I found out what worked for me. 
and it's a lot easier to keep weight off than it is to like to get, get weight, weight off. off. Yeah. I listen. I was raised in the Midwest. I don't know how your wife made it out there. She has no right to look the way she does. Like weigh like seven pounds. <laughs> hey, you don't have to tell me. She has no right to look the way she does. It's not. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it. I don't get why she's with me. I don't get. Does she like ranch dressing? Uh, no. Well, I mean, I'm, I don't think so. Well, that'll do it then. But here's the thing. She did love pie. You know what happened is she now is gluten intolerant. Oh, that'll do so it. So nature told her, stop this. Yeah, when you look at old pictures of her growing up, she's covered in ranch dressing and pizza. Yeah. And she's just like 400 pounds at the age of seven. She tells stories about how I've seen pictures of her and she looks relatively the same. Like she's a little like her face is a little like six inches taller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She didn't get skinnier. She just shrunk, which she went off of gluten. Let's start that QAnon-esque rumor. It's that gluten intolerance causes, it doesn't cause skinniness. It causes shortness. She, I've seen pictures of her when she was in high school and things, and her face is like a little rounder, but for the most part, she looks relatively the same. She does tell the story of how like when she was in college, there was a, pie shop that was just outside of the campus. Yeah, it was. Right? There's nothing more Midwestern than a pie shop just outside of school. Yeah, she would go there. (laughs) Her and her friend would go there all the time. Like, they skipped class to go to the pie shop. There was one time she was texting with a friend and her her friend was like, hey, I don't think I'm going to make it to economics class today. Uh, I just don't I don't feel like it. She's like, do you want to cut class with me? I'm going to go to the pie shop. And there's like no response, no response. And my and a friend like texts her. She's like, you're already there, aren't you? And, my, and Sarah's like, yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Never left. Yep. Been there for days. Been there the whole time. Yeah. It's the Midwest has an obesity epidemic. I used to go through like three liters of soda a day. She could not like she she's had a gluten intolerance for as long as I've known her. But it must have started like right before we got together because she would. Still, Are you sure she doesn't have a Chris intolerance then? I mean, she really does. She wakes up nauseous every day and she tells me every night that she has a headache. Is that just an excuse for her to not go out to eat with you? Not spend time with you? Probably. Oh, I can't go to that place. They serve bread. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, listen, our first date, I really killed it. Knocked it out of the park. Where did I take her? Italian restaurant. Yeah. I'm the best, baby. Yeah. Sorry, ladies, I'm taken. (laughs) She's like, I'll get the salad. And they're like, sure, the bread salad. Yep. (laughs) And I did not understand what was going on. I could not read the room at all. She was I was she was like, I'll have a Caesar salad. And I was like, is that all you want? I thought she was being like, (laughs) and then it comes and it's got croutons. And she's like, (laughs) again, just such a dumbass man. I thought she was being like some weird stereotype of a woman who's like, I'll just have this salad. And uh, and I was like, are you sure? Like, get something, get something else. And she's like, no. Yeah, get this pasta. Get this lasagna. Get this ravioli. Yeah. I was like, eat this. I'm like shoving a tortellini <laughs> right in her face. She's like, eat it. Just breaking out in hives. Yeah. But she, but she, then she'd go to, um, we'd be on dates and she'd go to Baked by Melissa. Which is, for those of you who don't know, because I don't know how much of these are outside of the city of New York. I think they're franchised in other urban areas. But Baked by Melissa is like this little cupcake place that sells like the cupcakes are maybe the size of a quarter. They're like really you're meant to get like a 
get six of them and you taste them. For you and I, Andrew, you're like, you walk in and you're like, fuck you. Like immediately. <laughs> I always immediately get the 24 like, pack. Yeah, I, what I'll do is I'll get a 24 pack of the same kind and then I'll mash it together into one <laughs> no, normal one size. Big cupcake. One no, normal size cupcake and then I'm eating it. Like, <laughs> you're like, my God, what is this beast? After I realized what a gluten intolerance is, she'd go and she's like, let's get baked by Melissa. And I was like, no, that's that's going to make you ill. And she's like, I mean, not that much. And she'd eat it. And then she like 20 minutes later, she's like, I don't feel good. And I was like, no shit. Really? They make gluten free ones there now. Now, Yeah. But not not so much when she was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, they're not the good ones. They're not the good ones. No. They're just a tease. I They make me angry. I mean, viscerally angry. I walk in and I look at them and I'm like, what is this? What are you people doing here? <laughs> it's just just a bunch of regular small cupcakes. And then it's like, oh, here's the gluten free option. And it's just a newspaper. Right. It, well, it's just the size of you see the size of if you if you don't know what Bake My Melissa is, go on their website while I'm talking about this and look at it. And they're like, no lie. They're like a size of a quarter. Yeah, they're literally the size of a quarter. Yeah. And I look at it and I'm like, I hate all of you. I'm I get angry. I'm like, what is make me a cupcake? Make me a fucking cupcake right now. And they're like, sir, you need to calm down. And I was like, no, I want a cupcake. I want to write. And they're dragged like, out by the police. Yeah. It's a hard thing. I know it's really tough. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and beat up a guy at a cupcake shop. My name is Chris Treble. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. First thing we have to do is address the elephant in the room. The proverbial elephant in the room. I don't think okay. there's a real one. But the, well, we, I'm eating cupcakes, so give it time. You gave me... The wrong comic last time. Oh, really? You're gonna wow, you're gonna Yes, okay. We you're have gonna to do me like that. Because Andrew? there are parts where I'm like, what are you talking about? And you're like, it's there, I'll show you. And I'm like, I don't remember. And you're like, yeah, it took me a minute too. And we discuss you're you're like, it's when he's in the castle. And I'm like, what castle? And I'm like, what tab? You gave me the wrong comic. No. So what I gave well, yeah, I did. Okay, so I did <laughs> do that. But actually what I was impressed by, because what happened was I signed you Death of the Family, and I gave you the trade paperback version it said death of the family trade paperback but it must have been for some sadistic reason they put in all the tie-ins as a trade paperback but not the main story arc issues which i don't understand why they would do that i think there are a couple i think there's a couple because the i saw him like Take, like there's a spoiler alert for death of the family but at the very end there's a part where batman's like holding him off off a ledge oh yeah okay so the is it, it the bat family is around like a table yeah and a cave. Yes. okay so, so that like is the, the ending final. is there okay. and i saw where he where batman gets captured so i think there's a couple batman ones okay but, but for some reason many. they didn't put uh, see i figured they would put in like just all of them why would you why would you make a trade paperback of just tie-ins what i was actually impressed by though is somehow we didn't figure this out until after really essentially after we had recorded it was while i was editing and i was like what is he talking, talking about? about what right. tapestry what castle i'm impressed that we were able to still have a cohesive conversation because yeah. i would just listen to incredible. it incredible i know i know which means we'll just do it again we'll do it again another time also chris the reason they did that is because it's not called death of the batman it's called death of the family 
So. Right. But why would I'm saying, why would they put just the so, tie But why just the so, tie Honk. I don't know. No, no, <laughs> no. There could be, I was thinking of this the other day. And by the other day, I mean just this second. We should, there could be a bonus episode of just all the abandoned bits that we used to do. That's dope. Between to be the fair, honk, that abandoned bit was just one of my stories. Yeah, but you kept it up for a pretty good time. I've done it like three or four times since then. Yeah, yeah. It almost worked three or four times. I still have never played that game. It's it's it was a story about the goose game, and I've just never the untitled goose game, and I've never I still haven't played it. Okay, it looks fun. And eh, it's fine. I mean, here's what you can do: just get a real goose, let it loose somewhere, and just watch it do what it does. And that's pretty much the same thing. I've got a toddler. That's, that's pretty, pretty close. Actually, that's very close. It's very similar to just having a goose in your house. Yeah, purposely leave things around the house for your toddler to break, and then that's pretty much the same thing it's like a live version of the game and it doesn't take up any data on the phone it will however destroy your phone because he'll flush it down the toilet so it'll take up less data that's true that's very true yeah all right let's get oh my god let's get into this i've been stalling because i have new stories but not a lot you know what i mean yeah i do it took me a while to find some that I liked. Yeah, I, this is not a big a big news week this week, I feel like. Uh, but there is some stuff. I do have some stuff. I got a little bit of everything. I got a little bit of Marvel. I got a little bit of DC. As always, the choice is yours. What do you want to start with? Marvel. Too bad. I want to talk about... Actually, I was going to go with Marvel, (laughs) but I'm not going to. So screw you. I want to talk about Jupiter's legacy. I put Jupiter ascending. I know that's a different thing. That's a different thing. It's a very different thing. If you think that's going to be the last time I make that mistake, you're very wrong. Jupiter's Legacy got a trailer that's going to be coming out on Netflix. This is from uh, uh, from Mark Millar or Miller. It's Millar, but you can say Miller. It doesn't matter. I will. Yeah. Did you see it? Did you watch this? Did you watch this trailer? I think so. It was a while ago, right? Uh, It was a little bit ago. It was. Yeah, it was a little bit ago. Yeah. It's got old superheroes in it or something. It's got old superheroes that, you know, they're they're wearing white. I've never read Jupiter's Legacy. I actually have it written down as a possible reading assignment for the both of us because I've I've heard good things about it. Mark Millar wrote Wanted. He wrote Jupiter's legacy he wrote kick-ass he's got i mean he's got the billion dollar deal with netflix for all of his stuff so he did civil war too right i believe he did do civil war yeah 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 um so yeah uh what did you what did you think of this trailer uh i don't know i've never heard of it before so i I, and there isn't really a whole lot it's really more just a trailer that's like hey you know that book we're making a thing out of it like there i don't see a lot of storyline elements there or like relationship elements between the characters it's mostly just like hey we're making a thing here are these characters that you might know from this book it's written by this guy that you might know from this other stuff be excited and i'm like yeah maybe i don't know (laughs) be excited i guess i'll be yeah i'll try tepid (laughs) i wasn't i mean i wasn't overly again listen i feel like this is one of those trailers that if you like the the source material you're like in the bag for this but for me who's never read a single panel of this and i'm sure someone out there is listening to me say that being like oh you can't close up a fan if you haven't read this 
that's my new impression. That's a new character. <laughs> I'm it's a new character I'm developing called simply called the fan. Give me another watch. Give me another franchise. Give me another title or something. I'll do. I'll do a fan. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh my god! Zack Snyder's Justice League is the greatest movie ever created. If you don't say it's a masterwork of filmmaking, you gotta be a complete moron. What do you think of that? Do another one. You want to do another one? No. Oh my god! Angel doesn't <laughs> want to do another one of these dumb characters. He doesn't even know what like, pocket material is like. What do you think of that? I mean, if you don't win the Oscar, my God. Oh my God, but the Oscar is so racist. Is this just slowly turning into like a Marlon Brando Godfather, like a Don Corleone impression? I don't know where this is going. It's it's really devolving into oh something weird. Oh my God, I can't believe you haven't seen Zack Snyder's Justice League. I am always impressed by your Brando. Thank you. Can I just say that, sir? Thank you. It, it comes with the territory. I feel like it helps that I have the cheeks mm. that he has <laughs> in, the, uh, in the movie. Yeah, you do. I always keep a piece of cheese in in my lower <laughs> lip like he had in the movie. And in life? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I think for the movie he had a piece of cheese, but if you saw him in real life, he had a whole wheel in there. <laughs> Mark Millar is, there's also a, an adaptation of another thing of his coming out called Starlight. Yes. It's being directed by the same guy who directed Attack the Block, and it's about this guy, I've never read this one either, but it's about a guy who was an astronaut, and when he comes back home, he tells the world that he, like, saved the universe by doing something. I don't remember. But basically saved the entire universe, and no one believes him because that'd be super weird. And then 35 years later, his ship returns from space, and he's called on to another adventure. Whoa. That sounds actually really... As, like, an older man. Yeah, that sounds actually really cool. Yeah, I'm interested in reading it. Yeah. And it's... Have you ever read... Or read... Have you ever watched Attack the Block? I love Attack the Block. Yeah. Same it's director. It's really good. Yeah. Joe, um... Cornish. Cornish. I was like, he's done other stuff after Attack the Block. I can't remember it. And there's no way to find out what he's done. So don't bother trying. Yeah, this one I was kind of like... It looks good. I'll probably check out, you know, the first first episode or so I, I the white the white costume I know they're going for like very comic accurate on these costumes but I kept looking at it I was like this looks like like a sweet mid 90s superhero costume right there is that white in the past like 15 years comic book movies have leaned more towards I know realism, but like even in the costumes, I don't remember what I was watching. Oh, uh, over Christmas, Melinda and I watched a bunch of like one star rated Christmas movies on Netflix. And every time I'd be like, like there'd be a crowd shot and I'd be like, none of those outfits have dirt on. Yes. Not a single one is wrinkled. Not a single one is torn. Not a single one has a has like a stray thread. Every single thing is made for these people out of fabric and never worn until this very moment. None of them are stretched and they all fit perfectly no one looks weird it's so uncomfortable and so like a lot of more modern stuff it's the same thing that like and and that's the other thing you can tell it's made from fabric because it'll be like red or it'll be like green as opposed to like some shading elements or scuffs or stuff like that and we've moved much more towards that since like 2008's iron man uh that really started to do that and but but everything before that like you look at the first spider-man trilogy it's pristine like it's just like red and blue and that's it yeah and that costume is like bright white and i'm like wow that is some there's some bright lycra on on that guy and i i wonder how much of that is trying to like stay faithful to the comics and how 
how much of it, honestly, is budget. Like, yeah, Mark Millar is like a pretty good, pretty big name and probably going to be produced. I don't know where it's going or whatever, but I'm sure it's being produced by some big name. But like... Are you going to pump a lot of money into something no one's ever heard of? Yeah, it's uh, well, for me, whenever when I was watching the trailer, I was like, Josh, it's Josh Duhamel, right? Whatever that guy's name is. The guy from Transformers. Anyway, not the point. What's the point? Shia LaBeouf. That's it. He's in like this bright white costume, but his hair is really grungy looking. And I'm like, that's going to get on your shoulders, dude. Like, that's going to you gonna ruin your nice costume. You use head and yeah. shoulders to get Maybe that dandruff can, off. Like, he's at a press conference. He's got, like, the nice the nice costume, but, like, grungy hair. And I'm like, maybe wash your hair for the cameras. You know what I mean? I mean, you know. You know what's up. What's going Just on? Just buzz it. Why? If I were a superhero, I wouldn't have hair. I don't know why you have hair now. Because I'm not a superhero. Like, if I was fighting people every day and someone would just grab this thing. Oh, you'd be buzz done. Buzz it. Oh, you'd be done. Yeah. Yeah, if they, if they grab the bun. Oh, oh shit. I walked right into you it. You said it twice i know i'm i'm more impressed that you didn't take advantage of it i thought you were gonna lean into it and be like if they grabbed the bun you'd be done i was going to say that and then i realized what i was walking into and then i had to stop myself (laughs) no they grabbed that bun man it's over ko right there i can't breeze past the fact that you just used the phrase bun man they grabbed that bun man yeah they grabbed the bun man it's over (laughs) You grab the bun man, the hand gets burned. Yeah. New catchphrase. You grab the bun man, you done, man. (laughs) Did it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Incredible. Slap it on a bumper sticker and stick it on the ass of a car right there. Right on the buns of the car. Killed it. Oh, man, I'm just, I'm amazing at all of this and everything I do ever. Go. What's your, what's yours? Go for it. Chris? Yes? Have you ever wondered what would happen if Peggy Carter was Captain America or if T'Challa was Star-Lord or if I could get my keys out of my pocket without dropping them on the ground and then they slide under the car, but I'm in my 30s, so my back and my knees don't really bend anymore, so I have to lay down flat on my chest in the driveway to get them, but then I have to figure out how to get back up and my shirt and my pants are covered. Covered in dirt, so I have to go back inside to change my clothes anyway, and then come back out and try again to take out my keys without dropping them on the ground again and repeating the whole cycle. Yes. Anyway, uh, a new poster for Marvel's What If series leaked, and it features the title Guardians of the Multiverse. What? Yeah. Really? Now, an image of the poster was shared on Twitter by Ann Talks Comics. Now, are we getting a series of all of these alternate characters being brought together by perhaps Doctor Strange to protect the multiverse? That's very interesting. So here's here's the thing. The What If series that's coming to, to Disney Plus, they, they've said is like strictly that just a what if series and it's not going to be part of the actual MCU. However, the fact that it is multiverse now gives us the authority and the obligation as podcasters to speculate wildly. So here we go. Let's buckle in. I think as it has the word multiverse, it opens it up to the possibility that maybe this one episode could somehow make its way into the MCU, or at least some of the characters that we see could be folded in, even if just for the briefest of moments. What do you think? I think Doctor Strange... Because we haven't seen Doctor Strange just looks like Doctor Strange. Most of the other main characters, you can see very clearly how they're different. 
I think Doctor Strange is going to be the Doctor Strange from the MCU. Could this be something like a, um, well, kind of like almost like a, a tie in episode? So it doesn't, you know, if you don't see it, it doesn't take away from it. But there's something added to it that there's something about it that is adjacent to the, the plot of the multiverse of madness. I think that Doctor Strange is going to be there like Batman to the Justice League. He's going to like be gathering people to protect the multiverse. And uh, at minimum, while it won't be blatantly explained that he is the Doctor Strange from the the MCU, I think at minimum there won't be anything differentiating him from it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Because I, I just think it's, I agree, it's too much of a coincidence that this is called Guardians of the Multiverse, and we're getting a Doctor Strange movie called The Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, that's interesting. Also, it's a what-if episode, however, there's it's not what-if Guardians of the Galaxy. It's what if Guardians of the Multiverse. So, which is an entity. The My point is that it's an entity that they haven't introduced into the MCU. So it's hard to make a what if uh, a hypothetical scenario about a thing that hasn't actually. Wait, no, that is what a hypothetical scenario is. Hold on. Let me think this through. It's hard to make a hypothetical scenario out of. Nope, I'm just walking myself back into the same corner. Damn it. What am I saying? Andrew, translate. You should get some rest. <laughs> do you want to get some sleep and then come back and do this tomorrow? Yes. All right, we're back. We're we're better rested and we are back. We uh we turned off the mics and we took 24 hours and now we both just got 12 hours of sleep. How you feeling, Chris? I'm feeling great, Andrew. Can I give this one more try? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. So it's hard to make a hypothetical situation out of something that has... Yes. Damn it! Is Are you trying to say that like it's hard to make a hypothetical out of like we don't know anything about this, basically? Well, they haven't... Like I said, they haven't had a... So, for instance, they're making a hypothetical about like... Um, if T'Challa became Peter Quill, if became T'Challa became Star Lord, we have our we have a Star Lord, we have a T'Challa, so you can make a hypothetical on how those two things. We don't have a Guardians of the of the multiverse, so it's we do have a Guardians of the Galaxy, right? But that's what I mean. This isn't a what if about Guardians of the Galaxy. If these characters became the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a what if about Guardians of the multiverse. So it's hard to make a. An alternate, not a hypothetical, it's hard to make an alternate version of something that doesn't have an original version yet. I would say it's impossible. I would agree with you. And thank <laughs> God that we took a full day to figure out exactly how to word that correctly. Yeah, let's, yeah, I'm good with speculating as widely as possible for easily the next few weeks to months to even years. In fact, even after this episode comes out, I think we're still going to speculate about what happened in it. Why? Because we're podcasters and that's what we do best. Black Widow is on the poster. Do you think uh, if Peggy Carter was Captain America, Clint would die instead? By Peggy's hand? Yes. Uh, Who else is on this poster? Let me see it again. We've got the Watcher, Doctor Strange, Thor, Gamora. I'm seeing if anyone looks different, like different, different, other than Peggy Carter. Uh, Yeah, that's that's uh, what's his face? T'Challa. Is it? What are you talking about? That's not Star-Lord. Oh, no, I'm looking at the other end. I'm looking at um, (laughs) Michael P. Jordan. Yep. Uh, what's his face? A Killmonger. Killmonger. I almost said Killgrave, and I was like, that's not right. Yeah, that's a different Marvel guy. <laughs> they like the word guy. kill, Marvel. Um, yeah, Killmonger and 
I didn't even notice that T'Challa was. So maybe this is a buildup of several episodes, several what if episodes. I think that, well, that's sort of what they, they've said is that it's not one universe. It's a bunch of different universes. What if what happens is you watch the series. Each one is its own standalone episode. And then it culminates in Dr. Strange gathering the characters from each episode. That's sort of what I was thinking. I think I don't know that it would. Well, that's what I was thinking. So stop thinking it so I can think it. (laughs) I think Dr. Strange is sort of weaving himself through trying to find the best of the multiverse. Because he wouldn't be on this if he just shows up at the end and is like, hey, everybody, maybe you should band together. Why would you just (laughs) weave yourself into someone else's storyline? That's not cool. It's what he does, man. I know. What a jackass. He was in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, he was. He was in other things. He was all over Doctor Strange. And I felt that was egregious. That's true. He was in that too much, if you ask me. Yeah, I agree. Loki got a trailer. Oh, yeah. Did you see that trailer? I did. Most of this is trailer and and scene-based, so just FYI. But Loki got a trailer. Mm -hmm. Did you see that trailer? I did. It's it's a pretty good trailer. What did you think of said trailer? Yeah, it looks pretty good. How long can we go while we're speaking in our upper registers this much? Looks pretty good. That's not going to get too annoying, is it? Oh, boy. We've killed someone. I can feel it. Oh, boy. A piece of cheese. Was that Mickey Mouse dying? He's dead. Oh. Yes. Excellent. You've killed him. Well, he killed me first. I don't even know what that means. That joke doesn't even make sense. No. If you find that joke funny. It doesn't. You're a terrible person. Yeah, I'm liking where this is going. I find this uh, rather interesting. Yeah, so we kind of get more of a feel for what the general spine of the whole show is going to be that uh, Loki's going to be fixing his own mistakes and going through the alternate timelines and the multiverse and the time and space and dimensions and Owen Wilson has a short haircut and all sorts of different things. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. That wasn't my best. You know, you praise me for my uh, accents, not accents. You praise me for my impressions quite a bit. You nail an Owen Wilson way better than I do. Really? Yeah. Oh, thanks, buddy. Wow. I can't do it. Wow. Mine is way too, oh, wow. it's too much of a caricature. Yours actually like has a hint of Owen Wilson. It is, uh, oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, I don't know if I can do anything other than that praise, though. <laughs> I don't know that I could either. I'm not super comfortable even trying it. Hold on. Wait, maybe I can. Let me see if I can do it. Hold on. Oh, wow. It's like it's like a I don't even I, give me a sentence. Give me give me something to say. Give me a line. Well, look, man, when you do it, you've got to. No, I can't do it either. When you're doing it, you know, you got to you, you, you just you just got to put it like way up in your wait, just way up in the nose. These are both awful. That's what I mean. I can do the oh, wow, really well. Wow. Oh, wow. But then I lose it. You know what like, it is? You know what it is? Your nose isn't broken. It's true. It's very true. I know that it's not broken, and I'm very self-conscious about it. Um, so I sh- what I need to do is break my own nose. And I will now do that on the microphone. I don't even know what to say about this. Looks good. It's, it's revealing enough yeah. without revealing too much that I like. I don't know where this is going to go. I'm sure there's a thousand different Easter eggs in the trailer that I've probably missed. And I don't care to find out what they are. (laughs) Apparently Tom Hiddleston said that the way that the Loki logo flashes different fonts actually means something, which 
uh, he says, and I'm sure people believe that already. <laughs> but is he is he being honest or is he pulling a ball? A Paul Petney? I don't know. A ball Petney? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> there is a scene in the trailer. That actually Melinda pointed out to me that looks like I've already forgotten the name of it, but it looks like the planet that Black Widow died on to get the soul stone. Mm -hmm. And it looks like he's sitting next to Black Widow. But reports have already come out saying that that is not her and it's someone else. It's like another character from the show. Interesting. I mean, it could have been someone that died. Well, I mean, how many times does that happen? Well, I don't think it's on the that planet. I think it's because there's also a scene where like he views the end of the world. So it could just be like a post-apocalyptic Earth. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I think it'll be nice to be able to give Tom Hiddleston a chance to kind of stretch his legs a little bit. I think he could be kind of funny yeah. when he wants to be. And I know Loki in the comics is typically a little more of a trickster. Yeah. Which I think is one thing, one aspect of the character that they haven't really had in the in the films. And so what's been nice about all of the Disney Plus series so far is that it gives certain characters a chance to be seen in a different light to really let them stretch the legs. Like next episode, we'll talk about Falcon and the winter soldier and Zemo has kind of gotten a nice chance to kind of breathe. Sam too. Yeah. Sam as well. But they've kind of, with Zemo felt like they kind of like altered his character closer towards what the comics is, but in doing so moved him away from what he was in the movies, but in a really nice way. But that's for next episode. So stop asking me about it, Andrew. God, why you got to be doing this all the time? Tom Hiddleston is a leading man. Tom Hiddleston has been in movies. Yes. Some of them that we've seen. He played Hank Williams. He did play Hank Williams. I forgot. He I didn't see it. It looked really good, though. Neither did I. Neither did anyone. Yeah, I don't think anyone did see it. Wait, did I see it? I don't think I saw it. Pretty sure I didn't see it. Could have seen it and forgotten about it, though. It was like... A year ago, maybe two. None of that means anything. Okay. <laughs> could have been a year ago. Could have been a day ago. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. Cool. Cool. Chris. Yes. Have you ever thought, man, Pacific Rim is pretty good, but it'd be a lot better without the kaiju? Or they don't adapt enough anime shows into live action movies. Or why can't I just make it out the front door without forgetting something? <laughs> I do the pocket test. I check for my wallet, keys, and phone, but I always fucking leave something inside and have to go back in. And half the time it's somewhere inside, but the other half of the time it's either in my pockets or I just missed it. Or I'm fucking holding it in my hand and I just didn't realize it. Is that a sign of a stroke? Should I go to the doctor? How much time do I have left? Anyway, Netflix is developing a live-action adaptation of Mobile Suit Gundam and brought on director Jordan Vogt-Roberts, who previously directed Kong Skull Island, your favorite movie. It is my favorite movie. It's fine. The script also will be written by none other than Brian K. Vaughn. I did see this, and I almost brought it up because uh, Brian K. Vaughn, and we did an episode about him. Remember when we, we did. did that episode about him? Yeah, it was just a couple minutes ago. I'm not ago. talking to you. I'm talking to them. Sorry, that was uncalled for. It's all right. No, it's not all right. Sorry, I don't know why I keep doing that. Do you know what Mobile Suit Gundam is? Do you know what Gundam is? Uh, It's a style of dance popularized by a Korean singer. <laughs> nailed it. It's a, I nailed yeah, it, right? Yes. I nailed it. Yeah, you really nailed that joke from four years ago. I wasn't even making a joke. That's what it is. Look it up. It's on Wikipedia. Don't look it up. I don't know what it is. 
I've heard all of the words in separate conversations, but never put together into one phrase. Okay, so Mobile Suit Gundam is the first in a... I think you're just making the order of the words up every time you say it. (laughs) It's the first in a very long... Gundam uh, Suit Mobile. A large amount of series about mechs. Mobile Suit Gundam came out in 79, I think. And it's... uh, uh, How do I put this so we don't get rage... Quit by nerds. Um, Japanese. It is a product of its time. <laughs> Racist? No, just oh, um, sexist. It's very bad. It's an anime from the seventies. It's bad. You ever watch Speed Racer? Yes, it's bad. It's it's very like bad, choppy. It's bad. It, it's bad. It, it is an acquired taste. That's the way to say it nicely. It's an acquired taste. It's bad. I think it is bad. I think there's a lot of opportunity with it. There are like 20 different series based on the Gundam mechs. How many of them are bad? Which are like 400 foot tall, (laughs) like metal robots that people pilot. It's basically just Pacific Rim, but without the kaiju. It's Rock'em Sock'em robots, but bigger. Do you think someone anti-Semitic called them kaijus? (laughs) <laughs> this is where you oh, sorry. Yeah, just, I just okay, ended great. up here in my thought process. <laughs> anyway, so while that is like very clunky and weird, Mobile Suit Gundam, maybe 10 years ago, bad. they came out with a show called Gundam Wing mm-hmm. that's like much, much better. It's better. Uh, it's something I might assign to you at some point because it's good quality storytelling. Bad. It has like five main characters who are all, it's less about the like robots blowing shit up and more about the people piloting them. You know, it sounds like Voltron, but without the tigers it is why don't i just watch voltron that has tigers yeah it does i mean they're not real tigers they're they're robots no i'm pretty sure they're real tigers (laughs) they just they just eat and regurgitate little humans yeah that's what tigers do and uh lastly another thing that makes this look good is if you weren't already on board with the people who have been brought on I'm going to wreck this name. Yasuo Miyakawa, who's the president of Sunrise, which is the company that first produced the anime, said that Sunrise has maintained almost all of the control over the film adaptation. So the company that made the bad version of this. It made all of them. Maintained the control of the film. So we're in good hands here. You would hate it. It has an enormous following. <laughs> Wait, when you put that together like that, it sounds like because it has an enormous following, I would hate it. That's not that's not untrue. <laughs> I actually meant it has an enormous following because you hate it. Oh, OK. Everyone's like, oh, Chris hates this. Must be great. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Listen, I would prob- possibly watch something to do with this you know the if it's a live action movie it's a live action adaptation i would be in for this yeah i'm into the big robots destroying real buildings especially uh, let's be honest it could be about fucking furry porn and if it was written by brian k vaughn you'd be like i'll give it a chance i'll give it a chance yeah well that i did actually like kong skull island i and that director is it was pretty good. Some of the stuff he did visually with Skull Island, I thought was really compelling. So I would definitely give it a chance. Anytime you have a director directing something that he's actually, he or she, I should say, is actually passionate about. Like, and this isn't just something like, I got a big budget film to do under my belts. But this, the source material is something like he really wants to do. I'm interested in, in seeing that because I think... Speaking of Kong, the guy who direct, just got done directing Godzilla vs. Kong is now directing Thundercats. 
as well. Uh, but he's talked about how he is he grew up loving Thundercats. Like when he was a teenager, he wrote a Thundercats screenplay and everything. And now he's directing a Thundercats movie. And I'm like, even if I'm only <laughs> mildly in the bag for Thundercats That's because awesome. it was tangentially in my in my childhood. Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. If someone has that much passion for something. You had thing, the worst childhood. You, I you didn't the, get Mobile Suit Gundam. You didn't get Thundercats. I No, I got Thundercats. I was I, I got Thundercats. I was watching it. What? You just said it was like well, tangentially. It was, it was tangentially. Well, it wasn't like my essence isn't you know made up of my history with Thundercats. I definitely Thunder. watched Thunder, Thundercats. Oh! Yeah, of course I remember Thundercats. I know Thundercats. Right, fine. I know it. I know it is also a good sign. I think that the original creator of the thing they're adapting it from is on board. Yeah, I mean, if they're signing off on it and saying like these two people of quality are backed by us, I think that's good. Because the company making the new Netflix Avatar show, they had the original writers on, and then they fucking fired them right. because the writers didn't want to make the story that the yeah. production company wanted to make. Yeah, and that's that. That doesn't spell anything good for anyone. But yeah, I'll probably be down for this. Like I said, if nothing else, even if I don't know the property, it's somewhat in my wheelhouse as far as like things I would pay money to go see, you know, and I do enjoy, it's not my favorite genre, but I do enjoy a good giant thing knocking over buildings. You know, like Godzilla versus Kong was fine. It was good. Uh, Do I care about that franchise one iota? No. Do I forget every detail of the movie as soon as I walk out of the theater? You betcha. But while I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, look at those buildings fall, baby. I literally say that. My wife is like, what do you... Stop Stop narrating this. <laughs> also, stop making me watch it. Did you see the scene from Ghostbusters Afterlife that they released with Paul Rudd? No. Ah, excellent. Moving on. <laughs> Would you like me to watch it right now? Because um, I'm probably going to make you watch a video for the next one. Deal. We'll trade a video for a video. Okay, look up the Ghostbusters Afterlife. This is the thing scene. from one week ago, I guess. Mini Puffs. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's it. All right, That's I'm, it. I'm playing it. Yeah, it's Paul Rudd in a grocery store. Uh... All right, I just finished watching this thing that Chris had me watch, the scene from Ghostbusters Afterlife. And let me just say, I'm very interested to see this movie about this man who's going through psychotherapy for his hallucinations. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm the bigger Ghostbusters fan in this scenario here. So I have certain reactions to it. How interested were you in this movie beforehand? Before 30 seconds ago when you saw this scene? Eight or nine out of ten. Okay, that's pretty good. That being said, after seeing this scene, what do you how do you feel? Five? Now it's gone down? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like flubber? Like it feels like yeah. these are the merchandise gets. Right. They're the Ewoks. I'm like, what what is this? The minions. The like despicable me minions are running around and I'm like, I don't care. What is, what is this? I was very interested when it started and I was like, oh, he's got to think. And I'm like, oh, there's a little guy popping up. And then it was like the flubber dance scene when they're in the ballroom. Now I'm slightly apprehensive about this movie. I'm nervous. Yeah, I wasn't. I thought it was a commercial. Like, no, obviously, the scene is like they're using it as an advertisement. But I thought it was it's like very funny. He's standing in front of the Baskin Robbins section. Very funny. Paul Rudd standing in front of Baskin Robbins stuff. Very funny. Right. Funny joke. But also, like, it gives you an idea of what the tone of the movie is going to be, which I was for it up until like the CGI. Really, it's actually the CGI 
the obvious CGI character that is coming out of there is what gets me. I'm actually not against the the him crawling out of the marshmallows. Right. I kind of don't like that it's CGI, I hear you. But it reminds me a bit of the eggs breaking, which I know were practical. No, I that I get I, I get the kind of the homage to the original of like a thing coming right. out of things. But that thing as well was very subtle. Right. <laughs> like the eggs exploding one by one was a little subtle thing they could do. Right. The eggs didn't then get up and start like doing the mom you know, with something. smiley faces and like a, a, a like pep in their step, like start frying themselves up and pouring salt on each other right. and going, woohoo, yay, yeah. woo. So, because one of my biggest things with the reboot that they had, because I actually re- gave it a rewatch a couple of months ago, because I had, during the, you know that, that time when we had all watched everything and we ran out of things to watch, yeah. I was like, you know what? I've seen this literally one time and so I'll give it another watch. And I watched it and I was like, you know, the plot itself is, it has some problems, but like the plot itself, I'm like, it's pretty, there's a decent Ghostbuster story in here. My biggest problem was like, they threw tons of money at it and made it look really shiny and the ghosts look really nice. And part of the appeal for the original and even the sequel is that it was done with a lot of practical effects, which granted at the time when it was being made, that's what you did. You know what I mean? But it keeps it keeps it timeless. They had CGI back then. Remember, Star Wars came out in the 70s. I think even beyond that, there's an aesthetic to those. And again, you know these movies a lot better than me. Right. But there is an aesthetic to those two original movies that even in the practical effects, in the sets, in the costumes, right. in the hair, in the makeup, there is a gritty New York feeling to them. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, listen, I'm interested to see them move it to the Midwest. That's going to give it a different feel. That's going to give it a different look. And yet it's the modern day. And so I, I accept all of that. I understand all of that. So it's not going to be the exact same. This makes me more kind of apprehensive about this. I mean, again, this is one of those franchises like this is very near and dear to my heart. I literally have had dreams about a Ghostbusters 3. Like every couple of months I had a dream where <laughs> Ghostbusters 3 came out. I'm not even kidding. I'll admit that on the microphone and put it on the Internet. Just seeing this. Now, I, everyone's going to go, well, you don't know where the scene is in the movie. You don't know what's going on. The context. Da, 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 da. For all we know, like that's the most of that thing that we're going to see. And it could be like he has been drugged. Yeah. 100%. It could be a hallucination. If that turns out that's what it is, he doesn't know he's been drugged and then he passes out right after that. Would that forgive that for you? Sure. That would be fine. Yeah. And, he, and there could be another. Yeah, it, it might be whatever. You're right. It could be a hallucination. It could be, you know, a dream sequence. It could be whatever. I totally get that. So, you know, I'll, I'll I'm going to keep my reservations. Am I still in the bag for this? Yeah. It makes me nervous for it, but I'm actually still at like a. If we get another trailer that is like this scene or another scene that's like this scene, I'm probably not going to pay to see it. Yeah. You know what? I will probably still pay to see it just because yeah if it was a blues brothers thing exactly i, would do that. I, I did that with that. uh dragon ball evolution the mo- the live action movie they right, made right me and my friends saw it opening night in a theater of seven people right and yeah. we were just like here it comes yeah you're like <laughs> i know that's gonna be bad but i feel an obligation to do it yeah yeah chris have you ever been playing a video game and then you know what? I'm sick of this joke. The video game Vocabulantis, which is in production now, utilizes handmade stop motion techniques for the gameplay footage. So this is something I, I want you to find. There's a video of this. Okay. 
Where am I going? YouTube? Google. Because I think it's it might be on Kickstarter because it's it's being funded, crowdfunded. Type these letters. <laughs> V-O-K-A-B-U-L-A-N-T-I-S. And that should just bring some stuff up. And you, I think you can click the, like, videos tab and see what comes up. Yeah, it's the video that comes right up on the, on the first. Okay, here we go. So let me get this straight. They're doing that. And we have the audacity to ask people to give us money at the end of every one of these stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do. Wow. It's incredible, right? It's incredible how ballsy we are. Vocabulantis is a love-driven co-op platformer adventure. The game is inspired by games like Inside Unravel and Little Nightmares. I knew it. I, knew that, I knew that was one of the inspirations. It's made by hand. Join Kurt and Carla in their struggle to restore peace in Vocabulantis and to express their feelings for each other after their words have been taken away. First of all, I looked at this and I was like, this is like inside. It looks like inside. It has that yeah. kind of really beautiful scope to it and style to it. I watched the video before I knew that and I was like, oh, I'm sending this to Chris. Yeah. He has to know about this. I'm in the bag for this. I'm very much in the bag for this. That's good because uh, they are currently trying to fund the game on Kickstarter. Everyone here should go search Vocabulantis. I spelled it earlier uh, and add the word Kickstarter in there just to make sure you find it on Google to help them out. And they have a lot of cool rewards like getting your name placed somewhere in the game for five bucks. Uh, you can also get copies of the game, the soundtrack on a vinyl record, and you can even get a producer credit. They have a two game reward. So the media lunch break may be uh, getting that for the two of us and we can play it when it comes out and see how it stacks up against uh, inside. That's awesome. Yeah, I would. I would totally be down to do that because it, it. Yeah, I encourage every I agree with Andrew. Go give it a search. Watch the trailer for it. They have enamel pins as well that I mentioned. Oh, I might wow. be getting, so it, those are a little pricey, but yeah. I, I collect enamel pins. It might be something that I really want. It does look incredible, though. It really I mean, the craftsmanship that is going into this. The amount of effort and time. Right. And the amount of money they're looking for is not much. It's like 80K. They've already passed it. Good. They're at almost 100 now. But like 80K is not, not a lot much of money for to something like to, this. First of all, to create a video game. But secondly, for the amount of time and effort that it must have taken to handcraft everything right. and like record stop motion of everything. Well, when you think of 80K, the amount of money that you're right, it's not that's not a lot of money for a video game. And it's not also it's also not a lot of money for stop motion animation, you know. And then when you're combining those two things, I can't even like wrap my head around the ability to do a stop motion animation video game because of the number of scenarios that can happen. I mean, that's the point of a video game is that even if it's kind of a side scroller, which this somewhat looks like it is, the different things that you can do, things falling, things, the ways that you can fail, you know, it is in somewhat an open world, no matter how closed it seems. You have to animate Every frame of that, when it comes to stop motion animation, you have to stop and like move something so it does that. You have to, which means they're not only animating the right scenario, they have to animate like 40 wrong scenarios as well, which is, I can't even, the undertaking that that is, that that takes is, I'm, I want to take a nap just thinking about it. That's really what it comes down to. 
this looks incredible. Like I said, I'm 100% in the bag for this. I'm not even really much of a video game guy, but this is one of those games I'm like, I'm on board. If it's something that it can, again, just like inside, you know, for, for as short, you know, as inside is as a game, like it's worth going through just to see it's stellar. They're works of art. You know, and this looks like works of art, uh, you know, um, that's oh, man, I'm so into this. So into this. All right. Keep an eye on it. Yep. Maybe you can get a uh, do you want to get your name put somewhere in the game for five? Bucks? I thought, of, you know, it's funny. I thought about it that we should just put the media lunch break in there somewhere. I know it's hard, though, because it's it has a 10,000 person limit. So I'm like, it's just going to be. We, we'd never find it. Do you think they'd tell you where in the game it is? I don't know. I doubt it. Mm. They'd have to do mm. it potentially to 10,000 people. That's true. I think only like a th- uh, like 100 people have done it. I've done that one. I've done that. How much? How much is that one? Five bucks. Five bucks. It's five pounds. I don't know how much that is in do- dollarinos. I think it's like ten bucks. Double? I don't think it's double. I think it is. We're looking this up right now. Okay. And by we, I mean me. I think it's close. I think it's close. It's six dollars and eighty nine cents. I was right. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I was all right. All right. It used to be. I swear to God, it used to be. Double. Oh yeah, it used to be until the U.S. started tanking. That's true. Wait. Hold on. No. No, it used to be, I'm saying that one pound equaled two, wait, no, I think you're saying the right thing. I'm doing math in the wrong way. I can't. Yeah, if if five pounds equals six dollars, yes. then the the English, the British pound yes. is worth more yes. than the American dollar. Right. If the British pound, yeah, so we used to. Oh, wait, no, it used to be. It doesn't matter. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying my way used to be the British pound used to be worth even more. Right. But then they got Boris Johnson. Right. That's what I'm saying. Brexit. Yeah, I think it was. I I think it was Brexit or coming off of the euro or coming on the euro. Why are we talking about this? (laughs) We none. Neither of us know anything about what we're talking about. Oh, wait, that means we should be doing a podcast episode yeah, about this. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. All right. Is there anything else worth talking about today? There's a trailer I haven't seen for Zack Snyder's new zombie movie. I saw it. It looks, uh, it actually looks kind of good. Okay. Is it uh, Horse Latitude's good? Wait, does Horse Latitude have a trailer? No, not yet. Well, then no. Also, there's a trailer I haven't seen for The Ninth of the Fu- Furious the nine-ish of the... Oh, F9? Yeah. I F9. I fucking care. Listen, if they're, going, if they're not going to space, I don't give a shit. Melinda wants us to watch it and do an episode on it the day it comes out. Because for a while, our, our, our most listened to episode was our Fate of the Furious episode. Wait, what? For a while, our most listened to episode was the Fate of the Furious episode. Did we see that movie? No, I did. Oh, and then I got to see it like at an early premiere, like two oh, weeks right, before it came right, out. Right, and then right, we, right. we had like an emergency recording so we could release the episode before the movie came out. What did you think of it? Sucked. Yeah. So what do you think this is going to do? Uh, win a couple Oscars, I think. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, here's the thing. I've heard that franchise starts OK, then gets really bad, then gets really good. So a uh, part of me is always wanted to try and shotgun it yeah i had two more stories i could give them to you but i have a feeling that you're not going to care i'm going to give you the headlines ready tell me if you care about either of these lucy lou joins shazam mildly okay 
Phoebe Waller-Bridge joins Indiana Jones. Mildly. Okay, cool. We're, so that's uh, that's our reactions to that. There we go. That's it. Yay. Yay. That's the end of the show. That's how we do it. I still need to watch Fleabag. I haven't watched it yet. I've watched a couple episodes. It's pretty good. I, I hear the second season, excuse me for you Brits, the second series is even better. So, And they're, it's really short. I think it's like 11 episodes. The whole season... Um, God damn it. The whole show is... I think like 11 episodes or something. It's like really tiny. It's really short, but it's it's pretty good. And she's really good in it. And it's interesting. Yeah, we need to give her a better chance. I only know her from that show and Solo. Solo, I like her. I like her in Solo. She was fine. Yeah. As the robot that Lando wants to fuck. Uh, I don't think he wants to fuck. I'm pretty sure they've fucked. Why are you cringing? Why? It's uncomfortable. Fucking a robot? You, you get used to it for after a while. I guess I shouldn't kink shame. No. You're telling me you've never had sex with a robot. I haven't, but I guess like Scarlet Witch never does. Never really... Really? You've never once had sex with a robot? I once put my dick in a toaster and it ended really badly. For the toaster? No, it, it just, you know, we had a bad breakup. <laughs> did, the, did the toaster get the apartment? Yeah. Oh, that's sad, yeah. buddy. Burned it down. <laughs> Burned all my clothes. Oh, that's horrible. What a bitch. Hey, Andrew? Yeah. Hey, Andrew? Yeah. Hey, Andrew? Yeah. Where can they find us? They can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. You can also find us on iHeartRadio, which is not, it's not I less than three radio, which is a mistake I've made many times. It's, you have to spell out the word heart. So it's I-H-E-A-R-T-R-A-D-I-O.com. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Twitter where we're just putting out all sorts of just hot takes. Boom, 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 boom. Hot take, hot take, hot take. That's what it sounds like. And that's our hashtag there is at Media Lunch Break. You can also find us on Facebook where Chris does his annual post. You can find us on Instagram, <laughs> which is run by Melinda, who does, she used to update all the all time. All the time. All the damn time. And now I'm the only one putting stuff out anymore, but I'm not bitter. You can also find us on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break, where we put up videos of things. You can also find us on Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break, where uh, if you contribute, we'll make enamel pins one day and, and give you two copies of the game and give nope, you nope, a, nope, a vinyl nope, of nope, the soundtrack. No, no, no. You're confusing us with more talented people again. What do we have? We're the other guys. We just sit and talk about things. Oh, okay. So we've got we've got a video of us with our dick in our hands. And yes. that's basically it. That's, you yeah. can also find us at themedialunchbreak.com, which is our website, or you can send us an email. And our email, I don't know why I keep saying it like email. that. Our email is the themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. Send us an email. I never get emails anymore. I think I believe it's actually the media lunch break at gmail.com send us or you can send us a letter at my home address which i'm not gonna dox myself but i would i'll dox chris sure go for it you can send a letter to him do you check the email i often wonder that i'm like does he really I do. check the email yeah i do uh it's it's basically just um spam no it's like uh updates on the places that our rss feed goes and 
you know, like, uh, hey, do you want to see how your stats were this week? And it's it's all media lunch break, like business stuff. Well, that was a much more boring answer than I was hoping for. Yeah, it's boring. Put some dicks in there. Anyway, you can rate us and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud and YouTube and maybe Spotify. We never fucking figured it out. Thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. Who's our our favorite patron. Thanks for being such a baller. We couldn't do this without you. We took a big hit on Patreon during the pandemic, and she's stuck with us the entire time, uh, along with a few others. So thank you all for your your contribution, your patronage. It means a lot. Yeah, you guys have been amazing. And that's it. Okay, that's it. All right, next week we're going to be talking a little Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, getting into a very interesting reading assignment right there. There it is. There you go if you're watching on the Patreon. And if you're not, too bad. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it is, but you'll find out next week. I'm teasing it. You don't know that we're going to review a comic called The Beckoning of Ethereus. In your face. There you go. There it is. Right there. Boom. Can I see it again? Boom. (gasps) Wha-bam. Okay. This is great for the listeners. You know what? The listeners should pay up and then watch us. Sorry, that was really harsh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You should be. I got really It's very mad. rude. But if you do pay, you get to see that I'm wearing the same shirt I'm going to be wearing next week. <laughs> we are still on fire this time, you know? I like when the episodes, they don't end with a bag, they end with a whimper. You know what I mean? When it feels like the two of us are just kind of lurching over the finish line. That's interesting because all of my relationships have never had a bang, but have contained me whimpering through most of them. All right, that's it. We're getting out of here. That's that's enough. I'm done. So that's it. It's nice. We did a thing, though. Even if we were ending with a whimper... We did a thing. There wasn't a thing here, and now there's a thing. thing. And that's how easy it is, people. That's it. I have no good way to end this episode. Come up with something. Go. Now, go. It's amazing to me that you were like, I have no way to end this episode, but you just kept talking. You just kept talking. You didn't stop. I just figured if I kept talking, eventually something will come out of my mouth that'll be good enough to end the episode on. Semen. Oh, boy. (laughs) The gay jokes. I love them. That's what we're going to end on. We're going to end on just you saying the phrase, (laughs) the gay jokes. (laughs) Listen, buddy. I don't know what's wrong with me today. It's been very, we have, it's very clear on this podcast that if anyone's getting us canceled, it's me. Okay. (laughs) So don't try and take this away from me. All right. I do one thing on this show and one thing only, and that's try and get us in trouble. (laughs) You haven't succeeded yet. I know. I know. I'm a failure at everything I do. Good night, everybody. That's what we end on. There it is. Oh, mother of God.